Welcome, friends, family, anybody out there, aliens, extraterrestrial beings. Welcome back to the Progress Pure podcast. This is episode number 45. And if you are new to this podcast, then firstly, welcome. We focus on three things in this podcast. We focus on dating. We focus on debating. Controversial opinions always welcome if open minds also come with them. And we focus on Simply Existing, which is essentially a jazzy name for interviews that I do with really cool people. And so we're back, episode number 45. And in this episode, I have the absolute pleasure of talking to YouTube vlogger and author from Norfolk, Harmony Nice. Harmony has written a book titled Wicca, A Modern Guide to Witchcraft and Magic and has created a tarot card deck for growing and healing, which can be found in the description of this episode. Harmony Nice vlogs give an insight into her life and explore personal self-development and discoveries, including giving up her smartphone, building inner trust, and deciding to grow her body hair. In this app, we discuss the history of removing female body hair, why we do it, why Harmony Nice decided to grow out her body hair and how she's dealt with the repercussions of breaking social norms. We also talk a little bit about relationships, Buddhism, people in general, and a lot of kind of life attitudes in general. Harmony is so down to earth, open, and such a lovely, genuine person. And the biggest thing that I took away from this episode and learned from Harmony is that ultimately it's your life do what makes you feel the most genuine, the most authentic. And if that means taking a step back to question and even rebel against expectations, then do it. Or at least try it. Try it once, give it a go, see how it feels, try it on for size. And if you like it, then maybe live your life in that way. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let me hit record there and then here. Um, Harmony, welcome to the Progress Pure podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. As we said, it's very, very exciting to be on here today. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, the main reason, obviously, I mean, I've messaged you about this and like told you a bit about how I want to talk about this, but I essentially, how I came across you and your channel and, um, and everything was, I was just on YouTube and I think it was one of those YouTube gives you a random algorithm video came across your video actually was first on, um, on getting rid of your smartphone. Yes. Yeah. Which I was like, this is awesome Um, (laughs) and then went through like a binge of your videos and watched your video on um why you decided to stop getting rid of your body hair or to start growing your body hair yes yeah yeah they're both like it's they've both been like huge videos recently and I'm I'm really excited that like a lot of people see the same as that you know they kind of like are um interested in those subjects especially like the smartphone one as well that's really exciting yeah yeah and to obviously this episode is about body hair and kind of talking about it and you know why girls feel like they have to remove it but um just quickly I wanted to ask you I mean I guess what would be best to first do is introduce yourself yes well I am Harmony I am well a 24 year old uh YouTuber and writer uh my most recent project was the Harmony Tarot for growth and healing which is out now 
um and I wrote a book about Wicca and um uh, so like Wicca the religion and like uh witchcraft and paganism and yeah I've been making YouTube videos since I was 17 <laughs> and like more recently has a lot kind of turned to being like spirituality and healing like a lot more into like the more healing um sector of videos so my content's definitely had lots of different shifts throughout the years but more recently definitely like the, the talking about healing a lot more and and um unlearning patterns and, and stuff like that so yeah and how did you get into wicca paganism i guess that kind of um maybe saying spiritual path is a bit like whitewashing it but you know how did you get into that um yeah i so i discovered like that witchcraft was like a, a legitimate thing that you could get into and not just like a fantasy um a thing that i'd heard about when i was like 14 um my great grandmother was a witch and she like yeah and she like passed me down um uh her deck of cards and like later on well I didn't actually get them directly from her they were like passed down through like my auntie and stuff like that and she so I ended up with her tarot cards kind of later on um in my teenage years but I got really into tarot just through like hearing about that and then I kind of got into witchcraft and like just slightly it was very small you know like little kind of interest in being being interested in uh the earth and just like connecting with the earth and everything like that um and also like growing up in like the middle of nowhere it was like the perfect like setup for <laughs> yeah. something like that trees and like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> spiders and, like an old house yeah exactly yeah. as well it was like the perfect setup but um yeah and then when I was 17 I like got into uh Wicca like properly so the actual like like philosophy of Wicca and the kind of um what I meant to be Wiccan and uh because it's, it's a pagan religion as opposed to just being the practice of witchcraft so it's kind of like a um it has more uh like you there's different holidays and stuff for it that you can celebrate and there's just like a it's kind of a more collective uh like philosophy religion sort of thing right. um so I got into that when I was 17 and kind of I think I started making YouTube videos around the same time but didn't speak about it until um like later like I think maybe a year or two after I started making YouTube videos and primarily for a long time my channel was just about Wicca and witchcraft which is really really great um and I'm still um like a practicing Wiccan but I'm I'm kind of now like I I'm very interested in like ego and identity mm. and stuff like that and I try to kind of just like identify myself as like person like I try not to be like you know like I am this I am that because I like to give myself like room to breathe within stuff and I also like can like see how much beauty there is everywhere so I don't like to just take on a, a like a definitive like mm. this is me mm. because I like to just kind of like read up read up about something and there's something beautiful that I can take from something I just kind of like take it on board mm. so you know like I'm really interested in also like Buddhism and Hinduism and reading up about them there's a lot that I like just feel so connected to as well as just like Wicca and witchcraft too so I kind of just like to naturally explore spirituality in a way that's not like 
I am definitively this I'm definitively that Mm -hmm. and that also gives me room to kind of be respectful of of things like that as well and be respectful of um those specific religions and learn at like a a slow pace and not be like this is me right you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny because I think that when people and like I've done this obviously I'm human but like when you see people in terms of like a specific category you know whether that's and a lot of time it's subconscious whether it's because of social constructs in society that have just made us see people like this like even with the body hair thing you know it's very kind of category yeah. someone of like oh she's got body hair she's this kind of person or yes. when you see someone yeah. who's um you know dressed and so you can identify them as a specific religion and be like oh they're this kind of person and what yeah. you said of I'm just trying to be a person I think is a really nice reminder of who we are because a lot yeah. of the time you forget you like put yourself into boxes and categorize yourself and it's just yeah. like at the end of the day we're just people yeah you take on like all these identities and all these like roles and like a lot of the time you for, like you can sometimes just blindly like be led into just believing that that is who you have to be mm-hmm. and um that's the only like kind of like that is your value almost mm-hmm. as opposed to actually just like seeing your value in being a human being like yeah. just like as you are without like achievement or without yeah. um you know like a like a role or um yeah like identifying yourself as anything yeah the achievement thing what you said is really interesting I was talking to one of my friends and um, we were talking because like he's really young and he um, has just he had to make all these like really tough decisions in business and he essentially went with his gut on this decision but you know we're talking about it and he was like relatively stressed because the person he was dealing with is like really experienced and like the best person in their field and blah 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 but it's funny because when you like strip all of that away and it's just like but did you go with your gut based on how you felt in terms of like connection with that person if the answer is yes and it can make life like decisions in life so much more simple in a lovely way yeah Yeah, well definitely yeah and it's kind of like like that's I think like the heart of like inner child work as well I don't know if you've ever you've probably heard of it but I don't know if you've got any experience in like working with your inner child or anything but like you know as you're like in a child when you connect to it you kind of have that feeling of just doing things because they feel right Mm. and good and you're kind of not misled by the opinions of what you should do or how you feel you should be doing things Mm -hmm. or like how society is telling you to do things Mm -hmm. as opposed to just doing what like makes like aligns with your heart you know like aligns with like how you actually um what actually like feels good or what like yeah you kind of just act like in a more pure way yeah yeah act on like a more like higher level yeah with yourself um than you do when you're thinking about all these other like judgments or you know yeah it's so crazy because then I guess on the one hand if you strip it down to your case so then you can only really make decisions in life based on your gut really I I mean obviously there are some other factors as well in terms of like are you going to hurt other people like you know etc but then if you do go with your gut what is to say that that is the right thing do you know what I mean like yeah exactly yeah but then yeah yeah, I was about to say, I just think like you you have to kind of, I feel like getting to know yourself is a really important part of that as well and getting to know your values because yeah. then when you get your values right and you get like, or like right to you or get your values like in a wise place, mm-hmm. I would say is probably the better way to phrase it in a place where you feel like they're, they're coming from like a, a wise, um, like intentional and they have good intention 
behind them then that kind of when you're like going with your gut you like build up an inner trust and you're like well I know that the intention behind this is good and then most of the time you kind of can't like even if you go wrong or you feel like a mistake has been made like you still follow that like good intention so at least you had a good intention you know exactly Exactly. I think as long as you have good intention then the rest will kind of take care of itself and I feel like that's why it can be so hard when you're a kid or when you haven't really grown up yet and obviously you know even when you're like 50 60 you're still they're still growing up to do but when you're when you're a kid and you do something wrong and you and your parent tells you off or whatever it can be Mm -hmm. so painful because you know, as a child, most of the time, I would hope you're not trying to cause anyone pain or do anything right. wrong. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you do, you're like, you're like, yeah. I didn't mean to. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's also, it's just, it's very like, it's very pure. It's very like, just getting your intent, like intention is honestly, to me, like one of the most important things, like, but obviously like behind that you have to have done the work to like get to know yourself to make sure that you're not just following your intentions blindly and being like well I didn't mean to do this because that's like the whole growing up part the difference between the inner child and like you know the adult is being like well I know that this isn't right so I'm going to like listen to that like wise part of myself as opposed to just like acting upon like straight up like in things straight away like you know so yeah there is like a definite difference but yeah (laughs) yeah and I guess that's where the whole um you know thing of being an adult as well like the responsibility and at what point do you do the right thing you know like sometimes even if you don't want to anymore or you committed to something and you're like I don't really want to do this like there's sometimes there's got to be a line of like okay well I guess you did commit like you don't want to let someone down but then again to what extent do you do that without crossing your boundaries it's a whole whirlwind yeah it is it's a whole like big big thing and you have to kind of like battle with like get a balance I think that's it isn't it like just getting a balance if you're like committed to a job you know and you're like I can't quit straight away maybe you can work towards getting out of that job but can't like be like I'm gonna quit and have no money and can't feed myself you know and it's like yeah yeah totally it totally is all about balance and so okay so you were into that from your grandma and I wanted to ask you so if to be a witch because you said your grandma was a witch right Yes, which yeah. is so cool like I've never yeah. heard anyone say that before <laughs> yeah. does, does that technically mean she followed um Wicca no so Wicca is like a standalone like nature-based like religion so basically like being a witch all you have to do to like classify to be a witch is to practice witchcraft okay. so you can be a Buddhist and a witch you could be like you know a christian a witch if you want you can fight in you you can make it work you can be like or, or you could just you know just practice witchcraft um and it's kind of like you know you it can be like casting spells chanting um it can be as little as just kind of like doing divination tarot reading you know working with crystals there's loads of different types of like things that people would consider witchcraft it's kind of just usually working with yourself mm-hmm. um the energy the earth and um using that energy and projecting that energy and invoking and evoking energy Mm -hmm. um and that would be what is like considered a witch you Mm -hmm. know whereas wicca has kind of some more uh like parts to it i guess so for example like a lot of wiccans will celebrate the pagan holidays like the sabbath so yule you know astara may day um like you know the equin like the equinoxes and like and things like that and so they have like more of a 
uh, built up kind of religion sort of thing. I, I say religion, but it really isn't kind of like a religion. Like I, I feel like Buddhism's the same in which people call it a religion, but it's yeah. really more of a philosophy. It's really more of like a lifestyle and like a way of life. And that's kind of how I feel about Wicca is it's like, it's not like rigid. You can bring your own approach to it because there's nobody going to tell you to be like, this isn't right, you right. know, and yeah. you can't do this. And, and lots of like Wiccans will work with deities and stuff like that. But again, it's not, it, it's like your own approach to it. You okay. know, it's like your own kind of like, it's there and it's got kind of things that you would necessarily do to, classifies a Wiccan uh-huh. but it's not necessarily like straightforward you right, know and like right God all do be doing one thing it's like a yeah it's very yeah. free <laughs> right you don't have yeah. like a 12 rule thing that's like be good to thy neighbor do no, no. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's it's just kind of like basic kind of like belief system but it's not like a there's no like punishment it's right. all just literally like bring your own vibe to it yeah you know? <laughs> like that sort of thing yeah sounds pretty cool <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and so I was watching in one of your YouTube videos you mentioned how you um kind of fell into doing YouTube is that right yes so yeah. how did that come and we will get onto body hair I just I would, <laughs> I'm just really interested to know these things no that's fine no I so I um got into YouTube literally like I, I think I just made videos because I really wanted to make videos I when I first started doing YouTube, it was very much like, I, I think I had like a flip camera, like yeah. a really old, like one of my mum's like flip cameras that had no sound to it. And I just did like a makeup tutorial with like captions. Uh-huh. Um, and it was very like, I, I just, I just think I was just interested in it. Like I didn't really know what I was doing at that time in my life. I'd kind of like dropped out of college and I was working as a waitress and I was like, I'm just going to like try to try to do something like this and um not not intending it to be a job or anything like it was literally just like genuine curiosity as to like what this world was yeah um so I kind of slowly uh started making just like silly makeup videos and then I kind of didn't take it seriously took a few breaks and then I decided that I was going to just like try to make more consistent videos because my following had grown a little bit like I think I had like 20,000 followers and I was like 20,000 is like quite a lot like I feel like I should try to like push it a little bit more and a little bit more and then it kind of became my full-time career by the age of 19 no way yeah so I've been doing it for quite a few years now I've been doing it since I was 17 Mm -hmm. which is like I'm almost 24 so it's like quite a quite a while doing yeah. YouTube yeah. yeah that's crazy and so now and so you've carried on um what you said you've kind of moved away from the kind of like Wicca videos that you were making and that you're trying to do more things about the ego and being more socially aware and everything but you also yeah. which I do want to mention because uh and I know I briefly mentioned to you this before but um I I love like ASMR tarot card <laughs> horoscope I know it's not the same thing but like I find all those things really relaxing and I yeah, me too. you have like a tarot card deck right yes okay. yeah yeah I have a um so I released it I think it was yeah j- end of January now and it's a specifically growth and healing tarot deck okay. so the like advice that comes with the cards is all like directed or like directed to helping you 
um, heal or, yeah. you know, find growth and stuff like that within your um, experience, you know, that you yeah. kind of lay out in front of you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like a very light hip deck. Um, it's like, tradi- like got traditional tarot values where it's like got like 78 cards, but the, like the cards are all kind of modernized to be right. like, you know, with the theme of growth and healing. Um, so like a new approach on things like that, which is like a very exciting opportunity to do because, um, whenever you try something new, it's kind of like, it's scary and exciting, yeah. but it, you know, it seems to have gone down pretty well. Like I'm really happy with the response from it and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going, it's going pretty well. And is tarot, excuse my noobness on knowing <laughs> these things, but is tarot related to, um, witchcraft at all? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like divination, um, which can be like a form of, future prediction mm-hmm. or like insight into your life um can be a form of like energy work you mm-hmm. know so like you kind of use your energy to pick out cards and whether or not you whether or not how you believe tarot cards work whether you believe it's like a subconscious kind of like coming to the surface thing or you believe that it's like energy kind of guiding it um it definitely relates to like yeah definitely relates to witchcraft in that sort of way because there's lots of other things that you can do with tarot cards that relate Mm. to witchcraft like um you can do tarot meditation you can kind of use them to direct like a spell and stuff like that but like people alone do consider like that like divination to be a form of witchcraft if that makes sense yeah it does make sense yeah yeah it's so funny you know because you know there are all these stereotypes of people and like bringing this back to body hair but the whole idea of witchcraft and kind of going against what society's norms are like obviously witchcraft is massively going against like society's norms and so I it wouldn't surprise me you know if people kind of associate oh you know somebody who has like body hair is also like a hippie and like follows witchcraft because it's going against you know like all those kinds of norms um but it's such a weird thing that that and we'll talk about the history about it in a second but it's such a weird thing that something so natural as body hair has now become something which is seen as rebellious yeah yeah it's it's, it's strange like I I find that about witchcraft too because paganism was the main religion in the like the UK or like the main belief system in the UK before Christianity was so people would believe in pay have pagan beliefs as opposed to like Christian beliefs I'm not like I'm not overly educated on it but it kind of so every holiday that we have is based off a pagan holiday so um well a christian holidays i'm I'm talking about so for example christmas is yule it's like the winter solstice um easter is a stara that's where like the name kind of comes from it's and all of them have original meanings that to me make a lot more sense because you know obviously i have like the birth and you know death like um death of christ or whatever yeah but back then like easter was um like the celebration of like the beginning of spring light returning to the earth and that's what they would celebrate and then like may day is um well that's kind of stayed the same but not everyone celebrates may day obviously but it's fertility it kind of like talks about how you know that's the time of the year where all the animals are like you know like yeah basically yeah and 
you will celebrate sexuality and you celebrate your sexuality and like the symbolism when it comes to sexuality so that's like a it's very healthy in a way yeah. like you know and and then like Christmas is like darkest day of the year which is like you know the darkest time of the year um and yeah so they have like all of the holidays that we celebrate mm-hmm. that Christian base mm-hmm. are based off pagan holidays so we yeah which like a lot of people don't know and then then, like it's it's always like quite crazy it's like really but like yeah like you know how we we used to celebrate the sun before we celebrated the the birth of Christ because it makes so much more sense because it's like a natural phenomenons that we're like whoa like this is crazy that every year we get food and it's because of the sun and it's like you know yeah and it's like yeah well we better honor this sun because it's it's like we can't understand it so we should probably like give thanks to it and be like yeah "Yeah, thank you (laughs) thank you for you thank you for giving us dark as well thank you for like you know um having fire and you know which is where all the deities come from as they are based off um personifications of nature and human experience so it's like yeah so like I personally like I believe in energies and stuff and I believe um in like the representations of deities and stuff like that I don't necessarily think like gods as being people like in the sky as much as I do like energies and kind of you know Mm. stuff like that but um yeah like so it's kind of goes with the subject of that because um I think somehow like the practice of like paganism I don't know if it was like criminalized or something but Mm. I definitely like the shift Mm. happened there and then it became the main um like religion became uh Christianity yeah yeah and and because you know witches were I think there was I don't know when specifically I know in the states it was like Salem England or something and like where they burn all the witches to the stake and they would like tie a stone to you and then throw you in a river and if you sunk and you died then you were not a witch but if you wait what was it and if you floated there was some like really stupid thing like, witch. Yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna die anyway like you get your bur- yeah. either burn to the <laughs> yeah. stake or you drown innocently yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's funny because those things in those times are often just a way to control and repress women because yeah. back then it was like oh you have a bit of a, a righteous crazy aunt yeah. or like not even necessarily crazy but just somebody who it might be more outspoken or doesn't want to comply with like the rules and regulations of that town in which yeah. case then she might be a witch and maybe we should yeah. ban her and they love blame yeah, lovely <laughs> yeah you know and it's interesting like having uh the difference between I mean I'm sure there are loads more differences I don't know what they are but like between paganism and Christianity if you're going from worshipping like a natural thing that we can all see then to worshipping one specific person where it's like suddenly a hierarchy and everybody at the bottom is like less worthy than this person at the top which like can mimic a lot of um structure in society of how powerful people would potentially want things to be structured yes yeah exactly it's it's all it's very like crazy and like unfortunately like it is all been like a big fearful thing like I think like a lot of it has been like fear to control um women and like men in the UK were also burnt for being witches like oh. weirdly but it was all a blame thing it was all like women first and if something went wrong and they had family members that were men they'd also yeah. burn them just in case you know right. like it was like a it was like a sort of thing and like actually there was like a long time where like wise women which is what they were known as were 
respected at like for a bit but then if anything went wrong it would be like let's take that one woman old woman down who doesn't yeah. have a husband or something you know what I mean like yeah. it, would, it would always kind of it would always be like that like I've, I've read like a lot of like unfortunately really like sad stories about women who have just like been accused of witchcraft or are known for being a healer and then just being like killed because they don't have a husband or right. like someone died in the town from like a plague or something yeah. you know like it, it was always like that um and it was all like a societal like structure of like mm. unfortunately like control like a mm. lot of the time and I'm not saying Christianity is now like that and I don't think at points is I don't think the foundations of it has always been like that because I know Christians that are like perfectly open and loving and a lot of Christianity weirdly somehow feels similar to like elements of paganism and Buddhism and stuff like that in the foundation beliefs but there's just been so much that's brought to it that has been like not positive and kind of you know and and kind of skewed with it and there's modern people being like hey let's not do that anymore you know let's leave that (laughs) yeah let's just leave that behind and try to you know like focus on the actual like goodness of this yeah it's funny what you mentioned with them the wise women or you know sometimes there are periods in society where women are really deemed and a lot I don't want to just blanket like tribes but like where you have someone in the tribe who is potentially a healer and a lot of people you know men and women will go to them as a source of um, like wisdom and strength and one thing and I'll put it up now but one thing um, when I was looking into the history of female hair removal because when I initially before I looked into it I thought oh this is clearly something that well not clearly but I thought my guess was this was potentially in you know pushed onto women by advertisers which there is definitely a time in history when that was the case from you know when advertising shot up so let's say in 1920s like America 30s America but it's actually um they talk about Cleopatra in this and I'll I'll read out a a brief bit of this because um be interesting if you um have heard of this as well but so essentially this website and this website is women's museum um the history of hair removal is uh, women's museum of California And they said, so hair removal for aesthetic enhancement of women's bodies has a long history. Um, It talks a bit about what hair is for a bit. And then it says, the practice of removing female body hair is not new. It can be traced back to ancient Rome and Egypt. Some of the first razors made of copper were used in Egypt and India around 3000 BCE. Egyptian women removed their head hair and considered pubic hair uncivilized. Upper class women, um, upper class Roman women of the sixth century BCE used tweezers, pumice stones, pumice stones, um, and depilatories, which is I think like powder or creams that you can use to remove hair to achieve the desired degree of hairlessness. While Egyptians of Cleopatra's time used a sugar mixture in a method similar to waxing, Elizabethan women removed their eyebrows and hair from their foreheads to give themselves a longer brow. Um, And then it talks about Charles Darwin, 1871 book, Descent of Man. Um, And he talks about, which was really interesting, that how homo sapiens have less body hair than their um, predecessors, I guess, because less hairy mates were more sexually attractive. So... It was really interesting because I was reading it and and because now it's so normalized for people to have to for women to not have hair that you you would associate that with like a sexual attraction but I always thought that that was a social construct and then when I was reading this I was like 
is it all a social construct or or is that partly are we attracted to people less hair? I don't know. Yeah, like I think so. I think like my personal like opinion on it mm. is like I feel like uh, it's both. Like I feel like there's definitely like social construct and definitely like the need for removing body hair has come like all of it has come around quite recently well not quite recently but definitely more recently than that yeah (laughs) and the kind of like you know need to remove it all has definitely come from that Mm -hmm. um and there's obviously been like a lot of time periods where like it's been fashionable and then it's gone out of fashion and like gone into fashion like you said removing the eyebrows but then back then they obviously removed the eyebrows and had like hairy bodies which like isn't shown in period dramas and stuff like that which I always laugh at because I always like see them and I'm like where's the hair like (laughs) like I'm like where's the body hair and then like for example like ones that are like directors that are female that direct films like Portrait of the Lady on Fire they have body hair yeah. because it's like an accurate representation of um, what it was like at that time. So I think it is like fashion coming in and out. Um, and then there obviously is that element of like natural attraction. But the thing is, I feel like we're so far down the line from that, that it's like, there's so many things that like we would have done back then, including like murdering people. Yeah, you know? witches. Yeah, burning witches, you know, that that no longer, uh, re- like, relate to that time period. And also, I think that sometimes that can be, like, a dangerous way of, like, saying things because, like, a lot of the time people are like, I'm just more attracted, like, it's natural to have hierarchies of pretty. Like, I think that's something that I have heard a lot as well is there's just more naturally pretty people in society and then there's less attractive people because Mm -hmm. it's a natural thing Mm -hmm. but a lot of that comes from fashion and also just our culture Mm -hmm. you know like unfortunately like the beauty myth that we have going on right now is very inherently racist because Mm -hmm. we like prioritize like you know skinny white females um and you know with like very like small features to themselves than we do like um except you know accepting like other anybody else that has anything different about them and also like I feel like we're at a point in society where we can separate people's worth by the way that they look to their actual core value Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm we can kind of now separate that like identity mm-hmm. of like having that identity and their actual human value like mm-hmm. I feel like we know enough now to be like that doesn't that's not yeah. the most important thing about someone is having that like a, like attractiveness and also you can see the kind of the very like vast opinions of it by the fact that like so everyone's attracted to something different you yeah. know like we all say that there's like a like a like people that are more pretty than others but then at the same time it's kind of like but there's so many people that have like their own um what they look for in a partner mm-hmm. you know some people like would prefer people with body hair while while some people would prefer people without body hair and people prefer like different like they have things that they're attracted to that other people just don't understand why they're attracted to that you know we're all attracted to different people um so it kind of like to me I kind of think that there is a mixture of that but then at the same time it's kind of like to using that as as a way to be like 
this is wrong you know yeah. you shouldn't do that because I'm I want to be attracted mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. and I'm not because of that it's like well I'm not here to just be attractive I'm yeah. not here to be looked at and to be pretty I have value beyond that and I think it's like perfectly beautiful and acceptable for women to make choices beyond like whatever they want to do to express themselves as long as it doesn't have a definitive hold upon you like Mm -hmm. a a one that makes you doubt your self-worth because Mm -hmm. of it um which is like what it happened for me is like I I really I had this belief in my head that if I didn't shave Mm. that I was basically going to be stereotyped and be like this person is unattractive they're a hippie mm-hmm. you know which yeah. I probably already had that stereotype on me anyway but like I had that in my head you know they, they're somebody that's like dirty or yeah. like doesn't take care of themselves and stuff like that but then I was like but I know that I do like I know I take care of myself so I know that I like and also like the experience of growing my hair out uh and using deodorant and expecting to be smelly and then being like I don't smell any different to like what when I did without so a lot of people were like it's better for hygiene but then it's like no it's actually not it doesn't make yeah. any difference and yeah so I, it was a very long-winded answer to the question but um, but yeah I think it is like a I think it is a, a mixture but then I also think people need to get out of that mindset of being like we still think like primal you know instincts because like if you're thinking back then like there's so many weird things that would have happened back then and also so many things that have always been wrong with society that sometimes you need to separate yourself from yeah to actually like actually go with what feels right for you because yeah. it's yeah a lot of it can get messed up and scooed you know mm-hmm. and like not everyone's intentions are always pure and mm-hmm. like you have to kind of you have to work out what feels right for you in that mm-hmm. scenario and not expect other people to live up to that your version of normal you know yeah I think that's a really good point that you can't really look at even though there is a history of female hair removal you can't really look at it like one continuum because the reasons why they would have done it back then are so different and it's so different to the point where they might not even have considered body hair in the same way that we think about it now so it's And the reasons why now we potentially remove it are so far removed from then. Um, So it is is massively different. So with you, it sounds like you you made, um, you had to make an active choice that was like, I I don't necessarily, I don't want to be kind of like an object of sexual, not necessarily sexual desire, but like, I don't necessarily feel like I have to comply with shaving my body hair, for example, in order to be good enough for yes. for you was that something that you had kind of over time you had thought about and then one day you made the decision or was it like one day it happened what was the kind of process of that like for you yeah well I I it is it's been like a long process for like me healing from a lot of the ideals of myself that I had in my head and also just like a lot of trauma and issues you know as we all do yeah but like it it was when I actually started to properly embark on a healing journey so I'd been I had a, a, a mental breakdown when I was 19 <laughs> well I had just moved out for the first time and I had a really really rough time I started going to therapy consistent therapy and I had been in it for about a year and a half I had gone sober so I don't drink or anything um I'd gone sober uh about 
oh, maybe like seven months prior to when I feel like I properly started to heal. But um, I kind of just, I came to a point with myself last year, it's almost a year ago now, where I was noticing that there was still a lot that felt wrong with my life. I felt like I was doing all the right things. I felt like, you know, I was taking my CBD every day. I was practicing my non-anxiety, like CBT, um, like exercises. I had an amazing therapist who is a Buddhist as well. So she like had like a lot of um, like amazing insight past the point of just being about, you know, CBT and coping. It was mm. like, she she kind of really got me like we really just got on got on to get where well, we really do still get on together I still see her but um and I was doing all these things that definitively were right I had a good job you know like I in my eyes I had tried my absolute hardest to be the perfect person the perfect witch the perfect like beauty standards like I wore so much makeup which there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup but for me it wasn't a like creative expression it was mm -hmm. more of a like I hate my face let's right. cover that up you right. know sort of thing um I had like done everything I possibly could I had kept at a size eight not in a healthy like oh yeah exercise like I'm gonna exercise frequently way in a way of like not just let's not eat very much if you're feeling like you you are you know gaining weight or something um and I was so I was still at this place where I was like I feel like I'm doing everything right like mm. what society says like do this mm. you know do this if you want to feel uh if you want to feel good and it wasn't working and it was around my period and I had like a, a feeling around my period every month for like two years prior to that after my kind of mental breakdown where I would just have this overwhelming feeling that I wasn't living life in the correct way like it was wow. almost like I felt like I was like uh doing my job but I wasn't really putting my heart into it anymore I felt like I was um just doing everything that I possibly could to avoid um the like obvious pain and the obvious things that I was burying um and the patterns that I was kind of living in and it was like it came up it came up as an emotion every month mm -hmm. and then it didn't really like and then instead of going to do the whole thing that we are told to do around our periods and ignore those mm. emotions because we know they're they're heightened you know they do kind of sometimes we take them out in ways that aren't necessarily like um the way that we should handle them but mainly because we've been told to ignore them and then we have to suppress them and get more and more confused and mm -hmm. you know and I instead I was like I'm just gonna listen to these emotions mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna work out what what the hell they mean mm -hmm. like what what is all this coming up like what why do I still feel like I'm going uh in one direction in my life and I started to kind of slowly peel back layers of things that I had learned and ideals that I had learned that had built up on me layered up on me and made me progressively more anxious and depressed and hated myself more and I just started to dissect them so I started with like why do I feel like I have to wear it was like silly things it was like almost like an identity thing at first it was like I didn't know who I was I had no mm. idea who I was I'd kind of just lived in a way that um I was just expected to so I had no idea who I was so at first I was just still caught up in like who am I you know like who am I who am I and I, I thought that there was going to be like an end goal where I knew who I was and it was going to be like, this is me, but that's obviously not, not how it, how it works. Um, but like, 
I, I so I started to slowly peel back these layers and the first kind of few layers that I peeled back was um the how I looked because I had so that was something that really got to me yeah. was uh and also like my job and stuff as well there was like quite a few things that came up and that I started to really dissect and make effective change that I know had needed change for a while and didn't care whether I was going to risk losing it because I was so bloody miserable yeah. <laughs> like you know um so I I one of the things that I had been told my whole life was to shave and also to like I I wasn't told to wear makeup I think I felt that pressure because I had grown up like a skinny tall uh ginger girl that mm -hmm. wasn't like it wasn't basically called attractive when mm -hmm. I was young which is so ironic considering so many people are like ginger hair and freckles yeah. you know it's like yeah. yeah it's like the thing now yeah. but like yeah but like back then it like I was ugly as a child you know like I wasn't I had like gappy teeth and like I was I was like not a attractive yeah. you know it, you know a child um but yeah so I, I started to kind of unlearn those things as a part of that and I had always wanted to grow out my armpit hair like at first it was just literally like I realized that I had just kind of gotten into that habit and I was just kind of told to do it I was just told you know boys have hair girls don't and mm. I got really upset I remember the first time I was told just like or like not even told to shave but just kind of like it I realized I had to when I had like armpit hair at school mm. and like someone pointed it out and I was like well yeah like of course I do like that's what happens isn't it like you know I was just kind of like yeah like I, I do have armpit hair like I've you know I've, yeah I'm, I'm 13 now like I, I of course <laughs> I do you know like and I kind of didn't really realize it and then I, I think I had like a conversation with my mum and my mum was like I think she even gave me like the option I think she was just like well like I shave you can you know yeah. like you know um and I, I did and then I just kind of got into the habit of shaving everything yeah. like all you know and Really, from the age of 13 you would shave everything just just for yourself well it was it was not even like a it was just what I thought you had to do right okay these girls and maybe like a boy or two had pointed it out at right. school and I right. was like oh my god like I'm not supposed to have this yeah. shave everything yeah. you know even my arms I used to shave my arms but not no way. not like I think I only did that for like a few years and then right. it was like stopped but um yeah I I shaved like absolutely everything mm. for such a long time and then when I kind of was coming into I was like why do I do this mm. because like it doesn't make me happy it's not like a form of like how I express myself it doesn't feel like a healing it doesn't make me feel good yeah it just is something that I do out of habit and I've yeah. never dissected so I, I started to grow out my armpit hair yeah firstly and just kind of try out that and I didn't tell anyone I didn't ask anybody for their opinions because I was like someone's gonna give me that like, I need to trust myself with this yeah, and kind of yeah. you know start to kind of grow out my armpit hair and my body hair and I, I started with my armpits and it felt so good like wow. I was just like hmm like this is just like this just feels like natural and like kind of like me and I, yeah. I started to kind of just slowly do that and then I obviously stopped wearing makeup 
because I just did it out of pure habit and never actually did anything creative with it it was just like I hated putting it on daily right I was like why do I still do this so I kind of stopped doing that and same with like my hair I used to straighten my hair yeah because I thought curly hair was ugly yeah and I have like frizzy you know ginger curly hair and I was like I stopped doing that too because I kind of was just like I'm basing so much of my value in this in this like identity in this like appearance like and I and it doesn't it doesn't like help me it doesn't help my heart it doesn't give me more like happiness it almost in a way hinders me because Mm -hmm. I hold it so valuable Mm -hmm. I hold that opinion of me and that like desire of me so valuable that it's actually doing damage Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so that's where it kind of started is me slowly peeling back layers of myself and, and and actually just kind of surrendering myself to that and forgetting what I knew and almost just like like learning it again like mm. re relearning things you know and like yeah. rediscovering what I actually made me feel good and what actually helped me like express myself yeah. as opposed to just listening to what everyone yeah. else had to say on the subject you know it's crazy because talking about how you felt when um, when you had your mental breakdown, like of feeling like you didn't know who you were. Um, it's really interesting because I feel like not that that is I, I'm surprised not loads of teenagers have like mental breakdowns because when there are so many things in society that until you start questioning them like you did, that you just do and you comply with. And that could really be going against the grain of potentially who you are as a person. And I know that is also a combination of like nature and nurture. And it's not like you're born and you're like, this is who I am. And society mm-hmm. obviously will shape us to a certain extent. And, and that will, will be okay with a lot of people on a lot of levels. Um, like, for example, it sounds like when you were, when you had to first shave your armpit hair, well, you said that you actually wanted to grow it out. Like there was, when you first had to shave it, it annoyed you or like it bothered you, you know? Yeah. I mean, there are some people who like, when like when I first shaved my armpit hair, I never had, I never, and I, I have actively thought about like, would I want to have um, hairy armpits? And for me personally, I think I wouldn't. Hairy legs, I'm way more inclined to be like, yeah, I have hairy really? legs. That's like, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it's funny because um, I guess, yeah, it's surprising how much you can lose yourself without questioning those kinds of things and how it sounds that you kind of got to know yourself better or reclaim who you were in a way by doing that, which is an amazing thing. Were you, when you did those things or started to peel back those layers, whether it's makeup or body hair, at any point, were you like, I'm afraid now that, and this is crazy, I'm using the word afraid, but like, I'm anxious or worried about the fact that maybe I won't be seen as this desirable person anymore. And how did you mentally deal with that? Yeah, well, like, I think like a lot, I was very worried, but like, if I'm if I'm being honest with you, so I have, my boyfriend is like a devoted Buddhist okay. and he is like, I think it helped having him by my side being like, I this doesn't change anything like in a way like to have like a like a I'm saying but have like a man being like I will never hate anything you choose to do that is natural like or that just feels good for you like I can't imagine wanting to have any control over what you do with your body Mm because it's just weird Mm -hmm. like it's weird that people are so controlling about other people's bodies it weirds me out that you 
like anybody would have enough interest to go to somebody I I really <laughs> care about your body like I'm not thinking about mine but I really care about your body specifically it bothers me like I can't and I just think like anybody who feels that way I'm like that's just that's like not a me problem yeah. like I'm sorry like it's it's not a me problem but I think like a lot of the confidence came from the inner work that I was doing around that time as well and kind of learning about the kind of I, the identity and the ego and kind of working through the kind of expectations that I had for myself and again like actually unlearning those things and actually unlearning those patterns and finding a more like peaceful pl- like place in my mind and a more like um mindful place of um just wanting to like enjoy and live life but in order to kind of get there you need to like heal and you need to like peel back those layers and stuff and um get to a place where you feel more balanced which I feel like takes years you know to kind of get to get to know yourself enough but um like I think I learned about like did that inner work uh like and I'm still doing that inner work but it kind of started around that time as well Mm -hmm. and I started to look at other people and how like and I think help I think it helped looking at my own um opinions on other people and the expectations that I had for other people Mm -hmm. and then realizing that that judgment I was placing on myself too and kind of understanding that every judgment you place on other people is just a reflection of yourself or an expectation that you have for yourself yes and when I started to kind of think about that and look into that I was like oh my god (laughs) like you know I clearly have like all these like expectations for other people um that I also put on myself and that's firstly I was like that's not right like I don't want to do that to people I don't want to make people feel like they can't move around themselves like I don't feel like people I don't want to make people feel like they have to uphold um standards that they're not happy with um so I think I I kind of I got very comfortable with the idea of not being seen as like a um like a you know like a I I didn't really care whether people would see me as society society's like idea of attractive anymore because I was like who am I firstly I was like who am I trying to impress and are these people the type of people that I want to attract in my life are these the type of people I actually want to share my life with yeah um or are they just people that have their own shit going on have their own patterns that they're not learning about that they're not looking into um and to also not judge that because I get it and Mm. I understand it like Mm. I also like and also like I think it's beautiful that everybody has their own way of healing like for you you just said you know example you have you want to shave your armpits but you're like more inclined to do that do the leg hair Mm -hmm. and that is like a perfectly beautiful and acceptable thing to do that makes you feel more like yourself or more Mm -hmm. comfortable whereas you know for me I want to shave my like hair off and other people may be like actually I want to shave because it for this 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 and this reason that helps me you Mm -hmm. know so I, I think like I was kind of I just started to realize the obscure like societal views that people had and was mm. like I'm just I just don't care like if someone's gonna come up to me and be like I hate your leg hair I'm just gonna be like okay like <laughs> what do you want me to do like what like you seriously want me to do something about this and like and nobody would anyway like yeah. it, that's the funny thing is I think we get into our heads that people are gonna look at us and go and put a judgment on us but the thing is even if they do 
that's absolutely nothing to do with you like it's absolutely nothing to do with what you're actually doing yeah it's something to do with what they're learning from and they're experiencing and I think just knowing that I was like it freed up a lot for me you know and it freed up like a lot of um emotions like and, and just like a lot of like uh not worrying so much about like how I dressed as well and kind of just started to wear stuff that felt like made me laugh or you know added value to my life as opposed to um always like feeling like I needed to be like trendy or like fashionable or whatever you know and I kind of like let go of a lot of that and just start like my like way of healing was to embrace that kind of wild like inner child just kind of getting back to my my core you know that was how I broke free from that sort of way um in a physical sense but then also the inner work is the really important thing you know like yeah really important thing and it sounds like now I mean now not just sounds like you really have an amazing mental attitude towards that kind of potential behavior so for example if somebody was to judge you or anything like that the mindset that you have of well one you just be like okay but it clearly kind of speaks volumes of their own stuff that's going on inside their head or, or how they feel about themselves and they're just projecting that onto somebody like how could you be aggressive or judgmental over someone who's just be living the life they want to live their life and like it, it just being natural really and did you have to go through because that's an amazing mindset to get to but like did you have to go through moments of you know I know this is bit practical but like having hairy legs and going outside and being on the tube or whatever and being like I'm okay with this I'm okay with it like did it take time to get to that mindset well you know I actually think it really helped being in lockdown because like when I started to do that like I wasn't really going out or anything and I think like I always tried to commit to things so like if I'm not sure I'll like do a month you know I'll be like do this for a month and if it doesn't work out you can like approach differently try something different you know whatever um so I think it I think it kind of helped but like I think I started to like attract certain people that also kind of didn't have those views um so that kind of made it easier in my immediate like circle because it was kind of like no one really cared and it was just kind of like whatever just be yourself some people do shave some people don't like it it was you know very not even not even like spoken about like it was almost like a normal they just treated it as normal you know it was just like or or maybe they were thinking oh you know but like they just didn't say anything but it didn't really matter because it was just like I don't care you know I'm, I'm comfortable with it but I think for me, like the legs has been the most interesting one, which is funny because, you know, like I, I, the armpits was like easy breezy because yeah. like, I don't often wear like strappy tops or sure. anything. You know, I'm more of like a, like a t-shirt kind of person, but the legs, I like, like wearing dresses yeah. and I was like, oh, if I wear like a dress, is it going to make it for some reason look not how I want it to look? Like, right. or is it going to like, you know, make me you know, I also have quite a lot of tattoos and I was like, is that going to look weird? Yeah. Like having hair growing through my tattoos. And like, I thought about that quite frequently. And then I think like, I slowly just started to get into that. Like I, I thankfully like haven't had any weird stares or like any, like anything like that. And I also am somebody that when I'm just walking, I'm not really thinking about what other people are doing anyway. I'm very much like, in my own world that it's not like I'm not thinking of whether people are staring at me and like I have quite a 
people stare at me anyway because I I don't I think it's just like my hair maybe and my like I have quite like big eyes and like you know curly hair so people stare at me anyway I've always had people stare at me um so it's kind of like I don't know what they're staring at so it's just kind of like (laughs) whatever like I don't know I didn't really struggle with that in particular like I think um the weirdest thing was like online I like I had like a few people just like I've had a very positive response but there was a few people that were kind of a bit like I just don't get it like it, it seems like there's a seemingly attractive girl on here and she just has armpit hair like it, for, for me like anybody she was like even men um like I don't like it when they have like a hairy armpits like I just don't get it wait someone was, like, was saying someone was saying that and they said and even when men have hairy yeah, armpits yeah even when men have hairy armpits Come yeah on, they, they were like yeah and I, and I was just like I, I was just kind of like yeah but like it doesn't I I'm not here to just like be looked at again. yeah like, yes like you know like it was yeah. just like I'm just not here to just be like a of like just be like evaluating be like I only care about the way she looks yeah and like I'm not about that anyway so clearly I'm just not the right person to to gel with you you know yeah. and I still like have love for people like that and I don't I try to withhold judgment when it comes to things like that, even though, you know, on the bad days, you sometimes can't help it anyway. Yeah. But I, I try to, because I get it. Like yeah. I would never be somebody that would comment. I've never been somebody that comments on anything, but I like, I've definitely had those emotions come up yeah. and I'm just like, picture the state that you were in mm-hmm. when you had those emotions uh, and just picture what was going through your head and then understand that it's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's okay that they have those emotions but you have to trust yourself over mm. anybody, of like course, absolutely yeah. anybody. Yeah. And I just kind of just put that into perspective and was like, I don't really care if one person doesn't like the way that I look. I don't care if everybody hates the way that I look yeah. because like, just like, just talk to people instead. You don't have yeah. to just like, you know, be obsessed with like the visual appearance of everything when there's some, there's so much more going on yeah. you know I'm like there's clouds in the sky like why yeah. do you care about my armpit hair like yeah. there's literally floating balls of like air that make shapes in the sky like what are you doing looking at my armpit <laughs> like there's so many armpits in the world like just look at the rivers look yeah. At the like, yeah go for a walk like, like yeah go for a walk and like I'm like look at the bloody like I like the first time I looked at the sky I was like, it's huge. And I'd like never like properly felt like I admired it before. That's so you know, never. Like, you, know, you know, when you see something, you don't really see it. Yes, you know? yes. And I remember looking at the sky and be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, go and do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, go yeah. like, work out, you know, like go see like the like amazing stuff outside. And, yeah. And, you know, who cares about my armpit? <laughs> I know, it, it reminds me of, I used to have really, really bad acne when I was like 17 or 18. And I remember... Um, always, you know, feeling like, well, like I had to wear makeup because I was like, people going to like look at my face or like whatever, and it's going to be really embarrassing. And I have to try and look like I have perfect skin because, you know, that's like what everybody has. And and it wasn't like I was doing anything. Like I wasn't like being really dirty or something to have, like it was natural, you know? And I was just going through like that time. And I remember like either people who would comment when I was just like, this is so like... I can't believe someone is commenting on my skin like as if I don't know like I can't see or I I don't know how to deal with it or maybe you know how to deal with it better like in this weird way and and also just um it was interesting because it was kind of like a I don't regret not like I could have regretted it but 
I'm kind of happy I went through that because I think you can really come to terms with and it's crazy that even like acne and body hair are things that like I would even compare the two because literally everybody gets body hair and not everyone gets acne but it's one of those things that I had to actively like try and constantly train my brain to be like if someone is judging me for this right now it really does say more about them because yeah, like yeah. this is just a naturally normal occurring thing and like if someone's gonna like think I'm weird or not want to be my friend because I have acne like fuck you dude yeah exactly and also like I feel like when I spend time with people that I like really connect with I don't notice like like obviously like it's it's a thing that is there but it's not something that I'm like thinking like oh my god that person you know I, I'm just like with them I'm just connecting with them I'm not like looking at and being like your appearance is is because it's just it just doesn't make any sense to me it's just like and I, I actually like weirdly like I I haven't had um acne but I have gone through phases where I've had like a lot of spots like around my chin like I I, I tend to just get them like here okay, like, and a lot of them like you know in like like kind of um stuff like that and I went through a phase of having that a lot and I actually decided not to wear concealer because I was like just like screw people that are sit there and go you've got a spot it's like <laughs> good yeah more like good <laughs> what do you want me what do you want me to say to that like oh I'm so sorry like no oh, I like I, I don't care if you like my face like yeah. I don't care I like yeah. my face and it takes a while to get there though like don't get me wrong it's a bloody long process yes. but I think after a while I was just kind of like I I'm sorry but like get on like get on with your life like, yes yeah go, go and live totally and I think yeah. that's one of the most amazing things especially about being a woman and growing up like growing up in general is great but being a woman and being able to because so much of the time when we're growing up especially when we're around 13 14 you know and getting older yeah. and we're told that you have to be pretty you have to do this and it's really all for the male gaze and you don't yes. think about that like it's all no. so that you're attractive and then someone fancies you etc cetera, etc cetera. and then I feel like as you get older you get to a point where you're like they're flawed anyway like since yeah. when did we treat them like freaking gods like I don't yeah. necessarily want to be with these guys like I'm just yeah. gonna be myself and if that's not acceptable then I'm cool about being on my own yeah yeah no a hundred percent I feel exactly the same way and I, I think like it kind of came to that point where I also got like comfortable with being alone and being by myself that I was also like I don't care if nobody has interest in me in that sort of way like I, I'm fine with just existing as a as a person and I don't need people to be like you're so pretty like I because now if someone's like you're so pretty I'm like thank you but like I don't care <laughs> like I'm just like I you know like it's it's fine like I, I, I I'm I have so much more to give than that. And even if people do value that, I don't, I'm not like hateful with that because mm -hmm. it's it's still something that you're so embedded. It's so embedded in us all. And it's mm -hmm. so like embedded to like be attractive to men. And it's just like, well, what, like firstly, like being bisexual when I was younger, I think I always had like emotions like, yeah, but I like want that girl to think I'm pretty. Like, <laughs> like you know, and then by that, you're kind of like, you kind of work out like a, a, like a lot of women have the same feelings as that and then you kind of develop like healthier relationships with that but I, I remember that so much and that has been like my life was like attracting men or trying to be attractive to men yeah. you know and then I'd have bad relationships where I'd get cheated on you know like silly young ones mm. but then they would affect me subconsciously because yeah. I would be like oh my god like I, I'm not good enough you know yeah, we'd, be, yeah. we'd get in there and I'd be like oh I'm not I'm not good enough and 
And then I just kind of like thought and sat there and thought, but like, I now understand that they have emotional issues. Like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not me. Like, I, I'm like, how could I have physically took that upon myself and blamed yeah, myself yeah. for that, for not being good enough when I'm literally like, I, I like try my absolute like hardest all, for all these years to be like a perfect woman or yeah, whatever yeah. that whatever the hell that means and I if I trusted myself from the start I would have been so much happier and attracted actual people that care yeah, about yeah. me you know and actually like value my my existence past the point of just my like how I look you yeah know? literally um, I'm reading uh have you heard of meditations by Marcus Aurelius no, I haven't. No, no. So it's basically just a book on um, stoicism and it's just a lot of stoic philosophy. And I feel like a lot of stoic philosophy relates a lot to Buddhism. Um, yes, yeah. And there's one bit in it where he talks about how pointless it is. They're very like short kind of things he, he writes, but one of them talks about how pointless it is to describe things as beautiful like yeah in the sense that it doesn't add any value to something no. if you point yeah. something out and call it beautiful you know and and it just in the sense that you can have a problem and I feel like with life it's so easy to get into mindsets of bad this is a bad thing this is a good thing and oh yeah actuality like something that seems like a bad thing can actually be a good thing a lot of the time you know mm-hmm. further down the line yeah. something that is beautiful might actually be ugly in like a completely yeah. other sense so it's just like yeah. putting value on these things is kind of pointless to a certain yeah extent. yeah exactly yeah and there's there's so many like layers to things like I try to like redefine the word beautiful and when I describe things as beautiful I'm not describing their like physical being I'm describing their like radiation of just like good energy I'm just like that's beautiful like you know that you know like that river is beautiful like you know this moment is beautiful you know it's kind of like not trying to not describe the physical appearance because I just don't believe that beauty exists in a physical appearance I just don't Mm -hmm. think and I don't think it should because I just you know like like the the things that I really value are not have nothing to do with how things look you know like it's it it just kind of yeah I, I I just feel like it's like that it has really good points like stoicism does have really good points in in things like that with when it just says like there's so there's almost no such thing as bad and good in a way like it's almost just like just as it is like it almost just as it is like every time I am looking like for my intentions I no longer define them as good or bad intentions I just define them as wise or unwise I try to be like is this wise like is is what you know is my intention wise you know that makes so much more sense as going like this is bad yeah bad you know because it, it it can be so flawed like those yeah. words can be so flawed yeah <laughs> you know? yeah and I feel like it takes away and it's easier to say it when you're not going through like massive upheaval and like someone's not reclaiming your house and like all this stuff but like yeah, yeah. It, you know life is uh I think in a way it is just a series of different kinds of problems not necessarily in a bad way but just things that you just have to try and work out and along the journey you're just figuring stuff out about yourself as you go because it's like how you deal with those things like yeah yeah like exactly like I think like the like even the like pandemic Mm -hmm. like is is something that just happened like Mm -hmm. you know it's it is like a tragedy in so many ways and it feels like 
extremely like weight weighty and it is but mm. that is just something that happens isn't it sometimes yeah. sometimes people get ill sometimes these things happen and it's painful and we're allowed to process that and feel emotion about it yeah. and feel that like weight and that pain from it like you said but it is something that it's not not normal you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there's been loads of pandemics yeah. and we're just experiencing one yeah. and like I, I I think it's just when you put things in perspective like that okay like you said on bad days it doesn't matter you're just like fuck this I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna listen to this hippie shit I'm just gonna go and sit and cry but that's yeah. good too yeah. you know that's, yeah. that's, that's got its place as yeah. well you know um so yeah 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 which is also a big thing about growing up I think if you can get to a point where you're like I'm really sad and I'm just gonna be sad for a while and then but I won't overindulge to the sadness you know yes. you can be like yeah. self-aware to it and then you're like okay yeah. we can now move on like yeah exactly yeah and you can just like have like a I love a healthy cry like <laughs> yeah. I just feel like it releases so much yes and like and I almost like what I love about like Buddhism and Stoicism is the reaction. It's basically like feel these emotions, feel them, but then your reaction is the important thing. Yeah. You know, if you're angry, it's great to be angry. Scream into a pillow, punch mm -hmm. a pillow, sign some petitions online, go to a <laughs> protest, like get like get angry for like the good the good shit in life, yeah. and then let it go and let go of it. You know, once you've kind of released it, you can kind of train yourself to like allow yourself to let it go you know that's why I meditate every day is it helps me just like acknowledge that I feel something and then let it go and same with same with like all of these emotions that we're talking about when it comes to like you know even when if someone comments on my body hair it's like I just let that go I don't hold on to that yeah. I'm not going to hold on to somebody's opinion of that because it's kind of like what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Like, what, you know, nothing. I've made this choice. I trust myself to know that I'm doing the right thing. You know, if someone comes out with like this um, fact that's like everybody in the world needs to shave their hair because for some reason there's something that's happened and then everyone's hair is going to kill them. Like, yeah. yeah, fine. Maybe I'll be like, I'll shave my hair. But like, but like until that happens, like it's not harming anyone. Like, and if it, if people feel like it's harming them, they need to kind of, like reevaluate why yeah why that yeah. is they're harming themselves that's yeah. the thing they're trapping themselves yeah. within those things I'm not doing that yeah so it's kind of like mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like a lot of the time how you, you feel about other people. And like, I had to go through this, you know, it, it's a lot of like self uh, learning and self healing, but when you do feel a certain way it is often a projection, you know, if you feel judgmental yeah. towards someone it is just a projection sometimes of shit that you just need to kind of work out or think about And Not everybody has to do that, but I recommend it. Yeah. 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 Honestly. Yeah. Like it's, it, it feels like a lot of the time like everything well, everything we do is pretty much a projection of our own experience and stuff anyway and as long as you're like aware of that like um like I think it kind of comes up in relationships like that's where it kind of shows that that's where they shine yes and you can kind of start to reflect on how you're reacting to things and why you're reacting to things and you're yeah. like why do I like you know why do I have insane jealousy issues yeah, like why yeah. is this coming out in this sort of way and you're allowed to like acknowledge it and be like I obviously feel this feeling but I think the important thing is is what I learned through like CBT is great for like handling stuff mm -hmm. you know it's great for like um uh, anxiety and trying to like di di deflect from anxiety but when I started to do EMDR and do like deeper inner work mm -hmm. it got to the core and I started to understand that too so when like these emotions came up 
it, it was almost like I felt like there was so there was so much charge to them but I'd never actually looked into those emotions I'd never actually been like why do I feel this way yeah like, why am I feeling so much like pain and why does this have so much emotional charge to it instead of just going I feel this and this is it mm-hmm. it's sometimes like well how do I how do I actually feel about this and mm-hmm. is, is it coming out in the way that it's coming from the root you know right, or is right. it just like confusing itself and then it's coming out in like a different way like you hear about people that get bitten by dogs when they're children and then they have stage fright you know because it's like a different reaction it can come out in strange ways so when I started to look deeper that really helped me actually understand where it was all coming from and then made things so much easier to handle because then the CBT was on top of that and it was like a nice became like a nice balance of just understanding them when they came up but then also knowing how to handle it you know right. yeah that's interesting and it, it made me think a little bit about um how with uh you know that I think there's a certain extent which is like to what extent did this come from my childhood or to what extent it does this bother me on a level that's like really authentic to me and then on what level am I bothered by it because of and this is related to the body hair thing because of society has put on me like even yeah. for example a lot of people with uh, I think monogamous relationships girls get this all the time like I used to be in in um it was technically an open relationship although we never called it that and people would come up to and I was really happy with it being an open relationship like I wanted to date other people but I wanted to be with this person and I remember people would come up to me and say like oh but you must be so pissed off that he didn't ask you to be his girlfriend and I'd be like um and and I wasn't but it would make me think, oh, yeah. shit, should I be pissed off because he has an ask yeah. his girlfriend? Like, maybe I should be. And then I'd probably get a bit pissed off about it and be like, wait, I am OK with this. What am I doing? Yeah, like there's so many. And also, like, especially with like romantic relationships, there's such an ideal of what it is and what it means to be in a romantic relationship and what love should look like. And everybody yeah. like thinks that it should look their way or like how it's portrayed to be. And it fucks things up. Like for so long, I believed that that was the way like that love was supposed to be is just one way. And if it didn't have all these little elements, you know, if they didn't constantly post pictures of you or do all this stuff, that it was like a problem. And I was like, that's craziness. Cause that is just such a modern concept as well. And then when I actually like started to, like that's the whole thing about getting to know yourself, like your true self, not like putting loads of um, notches on your belt and and getting to know like a, or creating an identity but actually getting to know your soul and how you actually feel about things um and then being open to change and giving yourself like room to take on new things um is so helpful because then when because when you do that you know if someone comes up to you and goes you know you bothered about that you just go no yeah exactly (laughs) no like I'm happy with how things are then people can be like oh that's weird you can be like well (laughs) I don't care (laughs) like you know like like, you and your own insecurities (laughs) yeah exactly yeah exactly well (laughs) (laughs) throw it right back at them exactly yeah Yeah. that's all it really comes down to isn't it (laughs) yeah (laughs) it literally is um and obviously you know we've gone uh massively past the time and I appreciate you still saying um, but as we kind of wrap this up, one thing that I wanted to um, just uh, just briefly mention is where the whole um, body hair from, let me see it, from like the, um, basically how advertisers, why we kind of shave our body hair now and like some of the language used so that in case you are thinking that, like, oh, I just don't like body hair, like maybe this is potentially why. So um, 
you have in the early 20th century, there was a cultural change of the definition of femininity. Um, in the 1920s, the new feminine idea based on the body, uh, th that started to change. People started revealing more of their body, um, including using bras and makeup and dieting. But actually in, I think it was 1903 was when I think the first disposable razors for men were used. And then around 1908, there were three industries which advertised female body hair to be offensive. And that was largely because they just wanted to expand the market, which is every kind of like business strategy of how do we make our market wider? Um, so male hair removal products um, had become successful because of World War One initially, uh, and they wanted to expand its market. Then you've also got women's fashion industry producing kind of sleeveless evening gals, gowns, rising hemlines, and then also the mass production of women's magazines. Um, and so you have women's magazines, which are not supposed to like make women feel better, but they're supposed to be a catalog of where advertisers can display things that they're advertising. And then women have more purchasing power from like the mid 1950s. Uh, and so have more control over buying those things. And then there was literally language tied with advertising advertisements of um, of women shaving their bodies, saying words like, where is it? Do, do, do. Um, they were describing female oh wait also wait one thing this is also mad which i don't know if you know about in 19 in after like second world war so i think this is around 1942 um the amount of uh where is it here we go hosiery production plummeted in 1941 when 97% was used for us war production board well us war production um so the us war production board curtailed silk and nylon stockings and so leg makeup was actually introduced because they couldn't oh wear God. tights Oh yeah. my God. So a lot of women had to start shaving their hair on their legs because the makeup wouldn't stick. But then in addition to that, then a lot of adverts started to come out describing female body hair as being um, embarrassing, humiliating, um, not feminine, um, and then just increasing or just using words to basically promote um, females being hairless to sell more razors and, and short skirts and stuff. So yeah, just a little bit of history, which is interesting. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, that is really interesting. It's, yeah. it's crazy. You can see why it has become such a like normal thing and also why people feel like embarrassed about it but mm -hmm. again it's such a personal choice personal it's choice so personal like yeah. no one should have any other opinion on it no. ever like even your partner shouldn't have like opinion on what you're doing with that no, like, no. I'm a strong believer of that even if you have to stay with them for ages well maybe they're just not right for you like yeah. do you yeah. know what I mean if, they, if yeah. that's not like if you don't agree with that you know yeah, but, yeah. It, it's amazing when guys like I've sat with guys before and they've commented on, on like because I haven't had body hair and, and then being like yeah I way prefer it like when girls don't and I was just like great I'm so glad oh I God, didn't God. ask yeah. you yeah yeah literally <laughs> oh, yeah I've had that so many times as well and yeah. I'm just like well I, I like I that, that is exactly why I'm so happy I do not like attract people like that anymore yes. it's one of the benefits is yes. like I'm like I will I will never attract so and if I do I'm just like what have I done <laughs> like, you know, like, why would I give someone that energy because it's so like it's so unimportant and even like your friends like if your friends like have a negative view on it it's kind of like well what am I doing giving you like I don't need guidance from yeah. you in that yeah. regard like it's yeah. my body 
you focus on yours yeah yeah, yeah. like oh funnily enough i'm 24 25 and i haven't died yeah. up until this point so i think yeah. i know how to live my life but yeah thanks. exactly like and i'm happy as well so that's yeah. also the other thing it's like just just focus on what you're doing you know yeah, yeah totally totally yeah. um well harmony it was so nice to chat with you yeah, it was so nice to chat to you too so thank nice. you so much for having me yeah Again, my pleasure it's been really really nice chat really my pleasure it. And I'll put the description of your channels and your tarot card deck in um, the bio in case anybody wants to kind of check that out as well. Lovely. Thank you so much. No (laughs) probs. I'm going to end the recording 